0: Friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris, and I am your host, and it's lovely to spend this time with you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening in. If you're somebody who's found this episode for the first time, this is your first episode that you're listening to, massive warm welcome. If you're someone who's listened to all 170-odd episodes, Massive warm welcome to you as well. It's lovely having you with me on this discipleship journey. This is a podcast that is about discipleship. It's about what this looks like for us to live out our faith at Monday through Saturday. Um, Discipleship for me is about your head. It's about stimulating your brain, your thinking, uh, how you think about Jesus, how you think about the gospel, how you understand uh, how our faith works. It's about our hearts being changed and transformed. Uh, you know, having hearts that are aligned with him. They're having hands that do the stuff, the stuff that Jesus uh, invites us into, the stuff that we see Jesus doing, uh, and that invites us into that doing. And today's episode is definitely head, it's definitely heart, and it's definitely hands. Uh, We're walking through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' teaching on the way of the kingdom. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. And what Jesus is doing is turning all upside down. Everything we think about the world and the way that the world works, Jesus is flipping it on its head. And we have a coffee shop at our church uh, called a Habba And it, a major funder of that coffee shop was, was the lottery. We, we decided we would take lottery funding to use it Um, Wash it in the blood of Jesus, somebody said to me, and we've used it to turn it into a space uh, where we're serving a neighborhood, and uh, serving a neighborhood that uses the lottery. Uh, It's kind of trying to bring money back to the neighborhood that's been spent on the lottery. And what's interesting is uh, when it was built, the lottery wanted us to have a sign outside that, that announced that it was funded by the lottery. It's, this is who it's funded by. Like a major part of it was funded by these guys. So they want this plaque. And they sent us this little uh, this plaque that we were to put up uh, in the coffee shop. We did. That's what we've done. And there's something about the way the world works. Generosity in the world means that we want to have a plaque. We want to have a picture, we want to have our name on it so it shows that we are the ones that have paid for this. And Jesus speaks into this culture today and says, no, the kingdom of God goes in the other direction. When you give away generously, there is no plaque. Uh, nobody's to know, nobody's to hear about it. Uh, you are just to give the money generously. The generosity doesn't come with strings attached. Uh, If you're giving with strings attached, it's not real generosity because you are using it as an investment to gain something back for yourself. And that's not generosity. This is what Jesus is speaking into. So what does generosity look like in, in the reality of our lives? That's what we're going to be exploring today. And it's not going to be a long episode because I think it's pretty clear. I think what Jesus is saying is very, very simple. So we're going to keep it mega simple today uh, as we kind of look at this passage from Matthew chapter 6, giving to the needy. Friends, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Uh, Do keep sharing the episodes with people. Do keep telling people about this podcast. Uh, That's the way people find out about podcasts is word of mouth. Uh, So I would love you to be able to feel like you could tell others that it exists and to get others uh, on this discipleship journey with us. So here we go. As we talk about generosity, as we think about our head, our hands and our heart, And what it means for us to be people with hearts of generosity. So, Jesus says, Give to the needy. He says this in Matthew chapter 6 Be careful to not do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from the Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, Mega simple. See, the, the way the world works is in contrast to the way that the kingdom of God works. And Jesus is kind of speaking into this. He's always showing us this is the world, this is the kingdom. The world announces giving and generosity with trumpets and plaques and giant large charity checks. Uh, we love to announce it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our website. We love And we we masquerade this by calling it partnerships. You know, so I'm going to give you some money and I want you to put my my logo at the bottom of your website because I want people to know that we've got a partnership with you. Uh, So it's actually about buying publicity space. That's what it's about. And Jesus speaks into this, doesn't he? And he, he, he wants to show us the way of the kingdom. So Jesus separates out generosity because it's about your appearance, how you seem to be, and generosity that actually blesses the one that's receiving it. Uh, you know, kingdom generosity does not promote the giver, but promotes the receiver. So kingdom generosity promotes the one that's receiving the gift, and not the one that is giving it. And Jesus says, those that give privately, well, you're gonna receive a heaven's reward for your giving in private. And those of of you that give publicly, well, you've actually received your reward already because the photograph has been taken, the news report has been given, the tweet has gone out, the Instagram post has gone out, the Facebook recognition has gone out, the plaque is already on the wall. And therefore, your reward has been received. You know, you've had the human reward. Uh, but what Jesus is inviting us into is a, a reward that is only found in heaven. It's only found in heaven. Uh, so what are the motives uh, of giving generously? Well, as you read through scripture and as we kind of think this through, we can see that the numbers of rewards uh, sorry uh, genuine motives uh, for our giving. Uh, you know, a genuine motive for giving is a love of God, and a love of humanity so when you love God and you love humanity a genuine motive is to be generous another genuine motive will be around compassion and empathy when your heart is broken for the situation somebody is in so in that situation you give generously to it because you've got empathy you that you've got compassion another genuine motive would be around gratitude and stewardship you're grateful for the way that you have been blessed and therefore you want to bless others so out of this place of gratitude and out of this place of stewardship using what you have well in that place a genuine motive is to be generous another reason would be justice and like a social responsibility the recognizing that there is injustice and that your generosity could bring about justice for somebody else and this sense of social responsibility you know i have got my part to play in this and it's not just the government and it's not just the local council it's not just somebody else i've got my part to play and therefore my part is to be generous Another genuine reason or genuine motive for giving would be this desire to genuinely make a difference in in someone's life or in the neighbourhood that you're in. Uh, So this genuine desire that you could make a change for someone uh, brings about genuine motive for, for giving and generosity. Another genuine motive would simply be obedience to God's Word. You know, you see in Scripture that Jesus calls us, the Scriptures call us to be people of generosity, and therefore you respond to that call by being generous, uh, and you you give away with no strings attached. I think one of the key uh, reasons for for generosity and genuine motive is, is simply the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, uh, it's all about generosity, it's all about justice, it's all about compassion, it's all about love, it's all about seeing the small things flourish uh, because of what God is doing in us and through us. So there's always a genuine reasons that you may want to, to give, genuine reasons. But then there are also deceitful reasons for generosity and we have to check ourselves, don't we? We have to ask ourselves and examine ourselves quite carefully and say, actually, why am I generous? What's the reason uh, for my generosity? So the deceitful reasons for being generous would be around self-glorification. You know, This is what Jesus talks about with the trumpets, uh, you know, it being announced in the synagogues. Uh, self-glorification. So we give because we know it's going to make us look good. Uh, people are gonna know about our generosity and people go, wow gosh isn't he isn't he a wealthy man is he isn't she a wealthy woman? uh and it glorifies the you know glorifies the giver in their giving. Another reason for deceitful generosity is around manipulation and control. I am going to give you what you need. So later down the line, when I need something from you, you're going to give me what I need. So there's this this sense of um, manipulation. I think I talked about this before on the podcast. I've experienced this in the church before. I've been in situations where somebody, not in the church I'm in now, it's a previous church, but I was on the PCC. I was also running the youth work and somebody generously gave me a number of things that were to help me with my youth work, uh, and were very generous in in giving me this stuff, and then on a particular occasion, cashed in that generosity by saying to me that they wanted me to vote in a particular way on the PCC, and uh, the, the church elders. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. What they were, what they were saying to me. They were literally. Uh, coming to cash in on their generosity towards me by asking me to vote a particular way in the PCC, and it wasn't that uh, there was no link between it. They actually did make a link. You know, they said to me, you know, how how is it going in the youth work? Great. How are those things that I uh, paid for? Great. Uh, PCC is coming up. We need to make a vote on this particular thing. Uh, I'm really hope you're gonna you're gonna vote with me on this issue, this direction, and I was I was utterly utterly gobsmacked. Uh, on another occasion. Uh, this uh, one of the items that was bought was actually a video projector and on one occasion there was a knock at the door and this individual said to me can I can I uh, borrow my projector that I bought for the, the for the youth work and it is the, the language of theirs was my projector I was like what I thought you bought it for the youth it was the youth projector and, and I suddenly realized that there was control and manipulation wrapped up in their generosity um, another reason for people giving deceitfully is, can, you know, the word deceitful is not particularly helpful here. But you know, through guilt alleviation, there are times when people give generously to something because they're guilty about something else, and and it's a way of them appeasing their guilt in another situation. It could purely be their generosity is coming out of tax evasion or fraud. There are times when people may give generously because it means that they are able to pay less tax or there's there's a way of avoiding tax and this isn't just about using loopholes to benefit charities because there are ways that you can pay less tax uh, but actually that that money that you get doesn't go back to you it's going back to a charity so the money that's saved from the government is is sent towards the charity and that's that is very different but there are those little loopholes where tax is evaded uh, you give to a charity, but you benefit back and by paying less tax overall. So there, there are these little loopholes where people's generosity isn't actually about generosity. It's about their own benefit. It, another deceitful way for being generous is, uh, you know, you give to something because you know it's going to socially or professionally advance you. In a situation you can you can progress up a pecking order you can get that promotion because you are seen to be that person who gives generously into that social or professional space um you can give generously because you think that there is going to be some expectation of return uh that you think you're going to get something back because of this thing that you are given so i'm going to give to you and what you're doing so later down the line you might give to me and what i'm doing That kind of stuff and the key reason is just around image maintenance you know people love to be generous and to be seen to be giving away because it maintains that image that they have of being squeaky clean or being the person that that is generous a person that that uh, is seen in public to be somebody that does good deeds so it's all about image maintenance so there's these different reasons for giving and this is kind of what Jesus is speaking into. Let me read it again. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness, your your generosity, your giving to the needy before other men, other human beings, uh, and doing it to be seen by them. If you do, then you've received your reward already. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. Let me explore that word with you for a second. Hypocrite. Jesus uses it throughout all of the Gospels. There's a whole section uh, within the Scriptures called the seven woes. Woe to you, you hypocrites, Jesus says. So he uses this word hypocrite quite a lot. Now, a hypocrite is somebody that says one thing and does another. Um, That's what a hypocrite is. Or somebody that judges somebody else whilst they themselves are doing the very thing that's being judged. The re- root word for hypocrite comes from the Greek word hippocratis, uh, which literally translates as a performer on a stage. So if you are an actor, you're a hippocrat. You're a hippocratis. You're a performer on a stage. You're, you are you're an actor. So when Jesus says, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do, you could translate it as this. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the the performers do. The hypocrites are people who are performing generosity, but there's some other reason for it. There's a, there's a mask wearing. And, and in the Greek theatre of the time, the way you performed on a stage was you wore masks, little masks that were on sticks, and you would act something out wearing these masks. So the real person was behind the mask, and the mask was the thing that was used to to act so jesus says you know there are some of you that are mask wearers you claim to be doing one thing but actually behind the mask and the facade there's something else going on uh, you're you're wearing a mask you're being something you aren't so jesus says don't be like these performers on stages these hypocrites be different be different i'll tell you a story i love this story i love this story is because i don't actually know who all the individuals are in the story but a number of years ago there was a group of people at my church that we ended up describing them as generosity ninjas so it was one particular day our doorbell rang and uh, we went to the door. And uh, on the door was uh, an envelope. And in the envelope was a gift and it was a financial gift for our family. And the note just simply said inside that it was for us to take our family out for dinner. And we yeah, at the time didn't think masses uh, about it, but you know, we, we thought, wow, we don't know who this person is. We don't know where the you know, where this generosity is from, but thank you very much, whoever you are. And then a, a few weeks later, uh, I heard about another member of our church whose doorbell had rang, and they'd looked out the window and they'd saw the back of somebody kind of skirting off, and when they'd gone down uh, through the door, had been put an envelope with some cash in, uh, and this individual uh, was somebody who actually was struggling uh, financially at the time, and. Uh, it wasn't massively known that they were struggling financially at the time, but somebody had obviously heard this and had just put this uh, envelope with some cash through their door and it just had their name on it and uh, and, and that was totally it. There was nothing else. And, and as time went by, I heard more and more about this kind of happening and, uh, and people were saying that um, somebody had been going, putting a little envelope of cash through their door, just their name on it. You know, helping people in particular times of need, and you know, there was no kind of link. We didn't know who the person was at at the time. And um, eventually, I I had a note from somebody just saying to me, "Look, you know, if you come across anybody uh, that you know is in need, just uh, leave their name in an envelope in in the pigeonholes at church and uh, say no more kind of thing." And I didn't put their name on it, so I didn't know know who they are, but there was a particular situation that arose with somebody who was in need. So I put that name in an envelope in the pigeonhole. And within days later, I'd heard about uh, the the generosity that uh, that that person had received from an unknown person. And, um, and then we realized, you know, as we kind of talked to people that uh, whoever it was that was doing this, uh, I'd started wearing a balaclava uh, so that they wouldn't get seen when they, when they stuck things through doors. So this is where the the phrase like generosity ninjas came from. Um, there's one particular time when uh, we heard that there was somebody who's had their van broken into, their tools were stolen, and uh, and a few people came to me and said, "Look, we really want to support this this person, but um, I, you know I can't do it on my own. They kind of we want to club together to support them." And They gave me some cash, and uh, and somebody I, I knew said, "Look, I'd love to take it round and just put it through their door for them." And uh, I ended up lending them a balaclava because they 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 didn't want to been known as the person that would put it through the door because they, you know, they'd not particularly cl- as they clubbed in but they'd not kind of clubbed the most money in it was in you know, the smallest of all the amounts so I ended up lending them a balaclava and and the person goes in, into the block of, of flats is amazing masonette so it's just a couple of stories high they'd gone in um, they'd put the, the cash through the door they knocked on the door put the cash through the door and then they heard footsteps uh, and they looked down the stairs and realized the partner that was from this particular flat was coming up the stairs so they kind of stepped back and gestured with their hands to go in and this person's wearing a balaclava and uh, the person kind of looked at them very strangely like what what is this who are you what you know what you doing kind of thing and he steps into his flat and and this friend kind of bolts off down the stairs with their balaclava on uh, and what's super fun is they'd obviously received this uh, envelope on, uh, with, some, uh, with the money in and, uh, and we have another friend who goes to another church in the area and they received a tech mess- text message that night from this person saying just want to say thank you so much for your support and this, you know i'm gonna be buying the new tools with this money i thank you very much and they were like well it wasn't us and they were like, yeah 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 you know it wasn't you nudge nudge um so actually somebody else got the the glory of it which was absolutely amazing but and um, there was so there's this group of people running around of ours that with, with with like balaclavas on putting cash through doors uh yeah and we call them the generosity ninjas uh now I've been able to work out who those people are because one by one, it was actually a group of people. It wasn't one. It was a, it was a number of people, and uh, one by one, as they've moved on from the church, uh, it, it, it stopped. It, it kind of the, the, this act uh, finished in that particular way. So I've been able to, I've been able to, as a church leader, leader, work out who they were, but nobody else would be able to. But generosity ninjas running around putting gifts through letterboxes to help people in difficult situations not wanting any glory not wanting trumpets not wanting to be a performer uh, but wanting to be able to bless people and enjoy the blessing without being known who you are enjoying the mystery of giving with no strings attached and that is exactly what kingdom generosity is friends Giving with no strings attached. Giving when people don't know it's you. Giving with no charity check or plaque or um, announcement or websites or branding on t-shirts. Just giving generously because generosity uh, is uh, the, the game of the kingdom. And doing it and getting the reward in heaven, not the reward on earth. Is the game of a disciple of Jesus. So give to the needy, Jesus says, and don't be seen doing it. So, my challenge for us is we've talked about our heads here, changing our hearts. You know, what are our motives of our generosity? What is the reason for our generosity? Is it kingdom? Is it love? Is it gratitude? Is it stewardship? Uh, is it wanting to make a difference? Those kingdom values, or is it out of a desire to be known and well liked, to manipulate? appeasing your guilt what is the reason what's going on inside of you and your generosity and can you be more generous with what you have whatever it is that's in your hand whatever resources and what i love about the story that jesus tells of the pharisee and the widow uh is it so the tax collector and the widow is uh, it's the widow's might it's the small things it's the small acts of generosity that mean a lot in the kingdom of god you may not have much, but being generous with what you have is actually at the heart of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Giving out of what you do have, the small things. That is what Jesus is speaking to. Be like the widow's mite that Jesus tells that parable of. Um, you know, if you've not heard the story... A wealthy man comes along and he's giving very publicly in the temple, and he wants everybody to see how much he's giving. And then the the widow comes along. She puts in almost just a penny, or even only a half a penny, into the pot. Uh, but her heart was more generous than the wealthy man's heart. He could have given more than what he'd given. So even though it was a lot he was giving, it was only a small amount. Whereas well, she is giving a small amount, but it's a lot in terms of what she owns be like the widow, the one who gives generously out of the small things. So there you go. Give to the needy. Work out what your motives are. And can you be genuinely generous with what you've got? Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a great week and speak soon.